8.46. So we are continuing to count down as uh, we are approaching the 11-hour mark until the opening ceremony at, at 8 p.m. And as I mentioned, we're looking forward to bringing you special coverage of that here on TBS EFM. But before we do so, uh, in the hours beforehand, we will be bringing you news updates. We'll bring you other special... Uh, programs through the day as we always do and right now we are going to be catching up with Helene Elliott, a veteran sports columnist for the Los Angeles Times who's there at Pyeongchang to cover the games. Thank you very much for joining us on the line today. Thank you. And it's, it's interesting that the games like we see in other Olympics before the opening ceremony is actually already underway. Have you then started your business of of covering the action, or are you still waiting for a, a first competitor with local interest there? Yeah, the games have gotten so big, and there are so many events that they can't possibly fit everything into the uh, two-week or 16-day time period that they used to fit everything into. Um, we've been writing basically preview stories, you know, stories so that our readers will get to know some of the athletes and get an idea of what to expect and, um, you know, writing about uh, the organization of the games and uh, things like that. But uh, in a little while, I'll be going out to cover some figure skating. So uh, the action will be well underway. Indeed. Before the opening ceremony, as we re-emphasize. But this is the 16th Olympics. I understand that you're covering. Is there anything particularly notable that stands out to you about Pyeongchang? Well, it's... Uh you know, the, the games have gotten so big, it's interesting to see how different cities handle it. Uh, so far, everything has been very well organized. Um, we Americans are not used to having excellent transportation systems, and the transportation systems here do seem to be very good. Um, so far, I'm very impressed. Everybody has been very nice. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, the good organization uh, continuing. They're saying it might be even colder than Lillehammer, the coldest on record back in 1994. D- does that make a practical difference to anything, including performance? Um, for, for those who are figure skaters, obviously, and people who are uh, performing in indoor venues, obviously, it doesn't make a difference. But, yeah, I mean, it, it can be. But, you know, say, uh, for example, skiers... Uh, they train and they compete in, in very harsh conditions all over the world. So it's something that they have come to expect. Um, but, yeah, you, you begin to worry and be concerned about athlete safety when it's that cold outdoors. Uh, so you just hope that people are using good judgment and nobody puts anybody's uh, safety at risk. And it's a lot better, isn't it, than the kind of stories we had to uh, read out of the last Winter Olympics at Sochi in Russia. And, and even before that, the the trend towards warmer winter games was a bit of a dampener, quite literally. Absolutely, yeah. These are the winter games. You should be cold. Uh, I covered the Olympics in Vancouver and the Olympics in Sochi, and I never saw any snow. Um, and that was kind of... Uh, uh, not very wintry. Uh, it was more like I was covering a hockey tournament. But uh, here I've already been up uh, towards the mountains and seen snow. And uh, I look forward to having that kind of nice winter atmosphere here. There's been some other concerning news. That is the spread of norovirus, which is a global problem. We see it sometimes striking cruise ships and and hundreds of people falling ill. Unfortunately, we are also seeing 
reports of uh, well into the dozens of sufferers of this vomiting and diarrhea virus. The the thing is, no athletes yet have succumbed. Is this a particular problem as you see it, or is it just uh, another one of those talking points that anything that goes wrong gets attention? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, obviously, uh, it is a concern when you hear about uh, so many volunteers getting sick and uh, people becoming ill, and uh, you, you just hope that it doesn't affect the athletes and you hope it doesn't affect the uh, many wonderful volunteers who are running things here. Um, so it, it's, it, it is a concern, absolutely. You want everybody to be healthy and enjoy the games and uh, for the games to be conducted with uh, good sportsmanship and everybody healthy enough to do their best uh, on their field of competition. So you kind of do keep an eye on it. You take as many precautionary steps as you can, and you hope for the best. What about other facilities, for example, in the media centre? I've seen images of a kind of R2-D2 style robot going around cleaning up. No (laughs) brakes for that robot. Uh, Have you managed to witness this little gadget yet oh absolutely i'd love to take him home with me i have <laughs> some uh some li- a living room and uh, some rooms in my house he could vacuum i'd be very grateful for that uh yeah it's, it's interesting to see the the different technology and the different advances that uh come into play from one olympics to the next um you know our our main press center is a very big area uh it's there are so many press agencies here that they had to a temporary facility and it's actually basically a tent and there have been some leaks in that tent so uh that's been interesting to see uh water pouring down from the sky uh when it shouldn't be indoors uh but you know you make the best of it and become accustomed to figuring things out and uh, when something goes wrong you find a way to remedy it and and you just keep marching along yeah, sadly, that's been a problem that's affected many of us across the country with uh, pipes bursting and all sorts of plumbing issues, something I've been having to deal with in my own home here in Seoul. Um, but you have my sympathies. Uh, I hope that's all cleared up as soon as possible. As far as um, your coverage is concerned, you said today you're going to be looking at some figure skating. Is hockey the big one, though, for you during this Games? Well, it's changed a bit because the National Hockey League uh, did not allow its players to participate in the hockey tournament here. And for many people back at home in the States, that's taken some of the luster off this. Um, they like to see the NHL players who are uh, the best in the world. And, and if they're not here, some people may not pay as close attention to the hockey tournament here. But my thought is that there are going to be some wonderful stories uh, on I know of already of a, of a number of stories on the U.S. team in Canada and, and, and so many others of, of players who played in the minor leagues or who played in Europe for years and years and years because they loved the game so much. And even though they couldn't make it to the NHL, they kept playing. And here they are in the Olympics, which is a chance they probably never thought they'd ever have. So it, it, it's wonderful to see. I mean, we think of, you know, young kids at the Olympics having their dreams come true, but there are some hockey players who are in their late 20s or 30s and uh, they're having their dreams come true, too. And, and, and it's actually been uh, interesting to uncover some of those stories, and I hope to tell some of those stories along the way. And as someone who's been the first female journalist to win the Elmer Ferguson Memorial Award back in 2005 for bringing, I quote, honour to journalism and to hockey, what do you think about 
some of the other pioneering aspects of, of women's hockey during the course of, of this Olympics. We're seeing more attention certainly placed on women's hockey and no doubt a unified Korean team plays a part in that. Absolutely. Uh, there's been a great deal of attention uh, to the unified team because it represents in a lot of people's minds the, what the Olympics should be. The Olympics should be about coming together and, and even though you're competing, you're, you're trying to compete fairly and you're trying to compete against the best athletes in your sport so that when you win or even if you don't win, you can have the feeling, you know what, I did my all. I did everything I could um, to compete fairly and to compete well. So I, I think the, the problem for women's hockey has been that uh, the two dominant teams have been Canada and the U.S., and they have had some very lopsided results in past Olympics, uh, where they were so much better than their opponents. Um, I think a lot of people would like to see a little bit closer competition among the women's teams in, mm. in these Olympics. I think there will be, uh, but I think in order to keep up the credibility and the integrity of women's hockey in the Olympics, I think it really has to have some closer games and, and uh, talk closer competition. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. We wish you all the best for covering the Games, including today and the opening ceremony. Have a fantastic time. Thank you so much. Helen Elliott, a veteran sports columnist for the Los Angeles Times.